Welcome in. What's going on, my dudes? Thank you for tuning in. I'm Sean Corey. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, y'all. Um, live stream 53. We're talking about masculinity. We're talking about strength, virtue, honor, um, all the good stuff. Rebuilding the men. Um, step by step. Um, yeah, I'm here every Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central Time. You can find me and join the live chat. My girlfriend's already here in the chat. Uh, <laughs> you can find me here live in the chat, interact in the chat every Saturday morning on my YouTube channel, my DLive channel, Trovo, DLive.tv slash SeanVPlanet, Trovo.live slash SeanVPlanet, not SeanVPlanet on Twitter. You can stream it on that and my YouTube channel until they ban it every Saturday morning. Come in the live chat, make some friends, ask me questions, bring up topics. I'll cover them all. Um, you can find all my links to all my stuff at SeanVPlanet.com. Um, clips channels, normal stream channel feeds on YouTube, Gab TV. Gab TV is awesome. Uh, BitChute, also awesome. And then all the podcast places, Apple, Google, Stitcher, whatever. And follow me at SeanVPlanet on Instagram, Telegram, Gab. Bertaria Times, Social Galactic, and at not Sean B. Planet on Twitter, because I am not on Twitter, at not Sean B. Planet. And yeah, I have a P.O. box. You can find that in my show notes if you want to send me cool stuff. I would love to read your letters or get your candles or your books or your pamphlets or whatever you want to send me to my P.O. box. You can find it in my show notes and donorbox.org slash Sean B. Planet. If you want to help me out um, in saving up to buy some farmland, because uh, we all know BlackRock is uh, buying up all the land and all the houses. Bill Gates and BlackRock are uh, buying up all the land and houses. You know, what a lovely company BlackRock sounds like. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a loving, awesome, supportive company called BlackRock that uh, we should all put our trust and support in. Um, but yeah, help me if you can. If you have any extra money to spare, don't waste any of your money on me. If you have extra money and you want to support a good man doing good things and buying, <laughs> trying to buy land before BlackRock buys it all up, you can uh, help donate at donorbox.org slash Planet, and then my Venmo and um, what's it called? Cash app thing is on shambiplanet.com. I appreciate all the love and all the support. Honestly, just recommendations and just tuning in and interacting with me, um, like in my Discord or in my chat or on whatever social media thing. That's probably more, that's actually much more appreciated and loved by me. <laughs> so love y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving me your time and your energy. And we're going to do it. Today's an interesting stream. Today is an interesting informative stream and it's going to be important going forward because i'm going to refer to a lot of these terms later on um as we go week by week in my streams so this is going to be an important stream for you to pay attention to and understand i guess um we're going to get into vox day's amazing amazing breakdown of manhood and masculinity and the social sexual hierarchy which was obscure a few years ago but is now becoming more and more um in the common culture, in the zeitgeist of the culture now, um, because rightfully so, because there's so much truth to it, 
Um, all men just know it's true <laughs> and it's good to understand it. It's good to learn about it, know it, understand it, discuss it. And um, then after that, after we watch a couple of these clips, it's going to probably be like an hour, an hour and a half of talking about the social sexual hierarchy. And the last half hour here today, we're going to talk about my advice to you on how to be a, a better man. <laughs> because I was a weak, lazy, stupid, drugged out, addicted to alcohol, addicted to porn, addicted to drugs, liar, cheater, bad with money, um, excuses galore kind of guy, just always making excuses, always blaming my problems on other people, um, getting fat, getting out of shape, eating crap, eating junk, um, just you name it, I was doing it. I was a loser. I was a piece of crap uh, just two, three years ago. And thankfully, God woke me up. <laughs> thankfully, I repented. Um, we're not going to talk much spiritually and religiously today. Um, that's going to be next week, the follow-up stream on how to become a spiritually righteous man. This is more on like the secular physical level. But I was there both. I was broken physically um, and in the secular sense as a man. Um, and I was also broken and distant from God in my more spiritual sense as a man. Um, so this is going to be like a two-part stream too. Next week we're going to talk more about how to be righteously masculine. And today we're just going to talk about how to just be masculine. How to just become a man. Coming from someone who was lost and broken and weak and dumb and stupid. Again, I can just keep naming how horrible I was. To three years later being like healthy, <laughs> motivated, happy, full of love. Um, you know, doing the right thing constantly. Step by step dragging myself, pulling myself out of debt. You know, getting good jobs, learning skills, like being a skill builder, um, associating myself with other strong, good men. Um, I mean, the list can go on. <laughs> I, have I have solid, strong male mentors, um, strong men in my life as friends and um, workers, people in my work, people in my church, etc. And um, yeah, I was once lost and now I am found. So I'm going to give you my advice at the end of this stream. That's what that little rant was about. I'm going to give you my advice on how I overcome a lot of my problems. So I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm not some old wise sage or something, but I have some advice and it's worked for me and I'm going to give that at the end. But um, yeah, again, this stream isn't exactly biblical. This, this stream, live stream 53, this one, next week, live stream 54 will be. So if you want to tune into the more spiritual, like how to reconnect spiritually into your masculinity, and being a man, being a good, good, righteous man. Tune in next week. But yeah, this isn't biblical. This is more like philosophical, sociological, and like scientific approach um, for just how men should behave and how they do behave and interact with each other in our world and in our society. Um, we're gonna get into three videos by Vox Day. Vox Day is amazing. Yeah. The social sexual hierarchy, I've mentioned that. Um, and yeah, I'm losing my place. Thank you guys for tuning in. Lauren, thank you. Love you. Pioneer Zoomer, my dude. Um, fellow refugee out of California. What's going on, brother? Hope all is well. Um, yeah. <laughs> we will return to California. We, we, we will rebuild it one day. When the, we'll get into it. But when the Gammas finally destroy that place... The Alphas and the Bravos and the Deltas, like me and you, we're going to be uh, returning there and rebuilding and reclaiming what was once great in uh, California and just everywhere out west in America today. 
Um, but yeah, next again, next week we're going to expand and get more into the biblical side of manhood and righteous masculinity, which is genuinely just more important for men to seek. But for day, today's stream, we're going to cover the worldly, material, temporary lives of men. <laughs> how we do or should interact with each other here and now. And how we can improve our lives and overcome some of the brokenness and weaknesses we have inherited from our parents, <laughs> our peers, our culture, and just our general environment and our general place in this history. Um, how we can understand what's going on and how can we can improve ourselves within it but yeah again thank you guys for tuning in um we're gonna play this clip we're gonna get into vox day's awesome clips here about the social sexual hierarchy so it's gonna be him and his clips talking for a little bit here and i'm gonna kind of uh break it down and explain my thoughts in between we got three clips and um they explain very well how men work and interact with each other and how we can know our place in the hierarchy which will help us to better navigate society and just our dealings, our interactions with each other. And yeah, just help understand our personal strengths and weaknesses and how to improve them or use them <laughs> to become better men, better people, more successful. These clips are extremely insightful and I hope you learn a lot from them. Um, all the podcast listeners are, um, I mean, it's going to be good audio, but these clips obviously have like a lot of visuals that go along with it. Um, so be sure also to subscribe to Vox Day and his dark stream. He's always breaking down um, like politics and philosophical concepts and um, he can be boring, quote unquote boring, <laughs> but super interesting if you give him the time of day, um, if you give him <laughs> yeah, the time of Vox Day. Uh, but yeah, you can find his, him, Vox Day, and his dark stream on YouTube, Gab, all the podcast apps, and subscribe to unauthorized.tv for, I think it's just $5 a month. You get amazing content, access to Owen Benjamin streams, Fox Day streams, um, The Good Farmer, um, Rachel Fulton Brown, um, what's his name, Stefan Molyneux on there now. Like, so there's a lot of people that you can get a lot of their content that you can't find elsewhere on unauthorized.tv. I honestly just subscribe just for Rachel Fulton Brown, Vox Day, and Owen Benjamin. I don't really deal with anyone else. Good Farmer and Wrangler Stars on there too, but you can find Wrangler Star on YouTube. Um, yeah, Wrangler Stars is also awesome. And yeah, find also just Vox Day stuff on voxday.blogspot.com for awesome insights. Uh, he really does just keep it so real and uh, can really open your eyes to a lot of things. So we're going to get into this. Um, we're going to get into this clip real quick. Are you a groper? No, I mean, kind of. I'm groper adjacent. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a floater. I'm a groper and a bear at the same time. Um, I'm just a young man who's trying to make my country and my community a better place. So I find allies everywhere and anywhere. If you're a, uh, someone who, who puts God first, and you know doing the right thing first being righteous being a godly righteous man first and foremost in your life everything else after that is just unnecessary to me like i don't care what your skin color is or what your uh what your affiliation is your opinions on different things um i just kind of make allies everywhere i can find them because we need strong the point of this stream is we need strong righteous good men we need to rebuild ourselves so that we can rebuild our families 
so that we can rebuild our communities, so that we can rebuild our nation. It's a stepping stone ladder. And a lot of the Groypers are doing that. <laughs> um, not everyone, all, not all, but most of the Groypers are good young men who are trying to make society a better place, make themselves better people and start families and just do things in the right way. So I wouldn't like call myself a Groyper, <laughs> Groyper adjacent maybe. Um, I would probably call myself a bear, but even that is still just like kind of that temporary sense of just associating with people who have like your same shared interests and your same shared goals in mind. And the bears are doing that too. It's just becoming righteously good people so that you can make good families, good, big, strong families, so that you can make good, big, strong community bonds so that you can rebuild the society. You know, it's like you have to kind of take those steps. And if you're taking those steps, I don't really care what you call yourself or what group you affiliate with. Um, I do like and appreciate Nick Fuentes and the America First people. Um, Jake Lloyd, I really like Jake, watching Jake Lloyd's um, streams. And Jaden, I like, I like, you know, he's funny. <laughs> he's, he's, he's funny. He's cool. Um, some of those people. Um, I like those AF, America First people. I think they're, they're too angry at times. I think, again, we'll get into Vox Day's clip in a second. Let me mini rant real quick. Um, I just think overall the American First people are too angry. And then that's kind of keeping them down and back from a lot of success. I think they need to start being more like practical and realistic and being more, um, you know, focus on doing what's righteous and less about like winning the political battles because politics are not going to save us. You know, <laughs> politics is just an end, endless uh, fight going towards the cliff off, you know, off into the wrong direction. Um, what we need to do is reclaim our righteousness and reclaim our families and doing what's right and um, building and growing, like focusing on like production and building and growing, not focused on like winning political battles and elections. So I, I do like and appreciate a lot of what they're doing. Um, if I'm gonna tune into like political insights, like find out what's doing, those are the people I listen to because <laughs> they keep it real and they're not ashamed of speaking the truth. So they're on, they're on the right path, they're on the right direction. They're just, you know, that's, I think they need to overcome that anger and that kind of worldly sense of winning a political battle. Um, yeah, Jake Lloyd is the best Graper general, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, I like them, I appreciate them. I, I, I have a lot of hope in them and I really do hope they start leading the young men that are following them into the right direction, into a more spiritual, productive, building, growing mentality and less away from like just pointing at the bad stuff in Babylon, you know, just pointing at Babylon and complaining about it and being angry about it. That can... Uh, not lead us in the right direction. We need to like overcome Babylon. We need to build and grow our way out of Babylon. You know, ride the beast, not be a part of the beast. Um, so yeah, if that makes sense, <laughs> if that rant makes sense. But um, yeah, honestly, the best group, which I'll have them on July 3rd, I'm gonna be having this group on that I think is the best, is uh, the New Columbia Movement. Those guys are awesome. Nikolai, I think, is gonna come in on my stream. But America First is kind of also like Groyper adjacent. It's just these like young American Catholics who want to reclaim America. You know, they want to rebuild. I think their, their, their phrase is faith, family, fraternity. You know, 
let's reclaim our faith, let's reclaim our families, and let's have fraternity with one another, and let's rebuild America. Let's focus on America and ourselves and our communities and our families. And they just have a very like positive, leave politics behind, focus on us. Like, let's go build ourselves um, back. So the New Columbia Movement, check them out. Um, yeah, sounds Freemasonic. They're not. They're uh, Knights of Columbus, I think. They, like, were in Knights of Columbus. It's just young men who are, like, Catholics who want to do, like, charity and good works. And, you know, similar to Groypers or the American First kind of crews, they, um, you know, it's just that same mindset of, like, we, we are sick of what's happening and we want solutions. <laughs> and, you know... Ben Shapiro and Charlie Kirk are not providing us with good solutions or ways out of this. And so we're going to do it ourselves. So how do we do that? You know, and if you're like young and in your 20s, you probably don't have a lot of resources or experience yet. You know, yet is the key word. But yeah, I've been having them on July 3rd. Um, they've been on my stream previously. I think like episode maybe like 36, 35, 36, or 37, if you want to go back in my in my feed and hear my first interview with uh, Nick Nikolai from Knights of, or, uh, Knights of Columbus, from the New Columbia Movement. And check out New Columbia Movement on like Telegram, Twitter. Um, I think they're on Gab, too. So check them out. So yeah, side note tangent. I really like them. I like their mentality. I think they're doing it right. How, how do we take all these young, disenfranchised young men who are looking at society and going, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> this is gross. This is horrible. The culture is degenerate and heathen, you know, just full of heathens and degenerates. And it's causing all this pain and chaos and turmoil. What do we do about it? And I feel like the, the AF people and the groupers can get a little too angry and a little too um, upset about what's happening and just end up complaining about it. Again, not all. I'm just saying the vibe can end up going that way. Whereas people like the New Columbia Movement or like people like the Bears are more like, all right, let's build our way out of it. Let's make groups and let's overcome this. Let's find a way to fight our way out of it. You know, obviously fight, quote unquote, peacefully fight, like spiritually fight our way out of the mess we're in instead of just being angry and complaining. So, but again, I am like Groyper adjacent because a lot of good men are Groypers and they are doing that. They are trying to like find solutions and build their way out as well. I'm not lumping everyone into box boxes. I'm not retarded. <laughs> I know everyone's different. Um, there's different factions and groups and stuff. But yeah, I hope that answers that. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, Sedificantus, you might actually really like them. Yeah, check out my first interview with them. Um, I believe it was like 36. That sounds right, but it might have been like interview 30, like my live stream 35 or 36 on my channel with the New Columbia Movement. And they're going to be back on on July 3rd, Saturday morning, July 3rd. And we're going to be talking about America. <laughs> America and what they're doing to rebuild it and what we're doing to like just reclaim Colombia from the grabblers, from the, <laughs> from the parasites and the gammas, which we're about to get into. Uh, all these gamma males that have just taken over this country and are leading it down a dark and deadly path towards destruction. And what are we going to do about it? What are, what are we going to do to stop it and steer the course, steer the ship right back into the right direction? But yeah, that being said, I don't know what KOC Novus Ordo is. Knights of Columbus, Novus Ordo. 
They should convert to Catholicism, which is set of acantism, instead of continuing to follow blasphemous, heretical anti-popes. Yeah. <laughs> so hear them out, though, because they are, I think most of them are Roman Catholics. I think some in the group are, um, see, I get real confused about the different types of Catholics. Some of them are like the Catholics that do like Latin Mass in like the Roman Catholic Church that do the, the Catholic Mass, the Latin Mass. Some of them are like the, the Catholics that kind of don't do that. So I don't know if that's the difference between Vatican I and Vatican II or what. See, I don't know all the different schisms and changes, but some of them are like the real strict, like, or like, like I don't know if Orthodox is the right word, but like the real strict Latin Mass Roman Catholics, like pretty hardline. Some of them are more of that like looser Catholic people affiliations. I think a couple of them are son of a Cantus as well. Or the, um, see, and then I don't know what set of Acanthus is to like SSPX. Is that right? Set of Acanthus? There's like SSPX or SSJX church or something. So if there's like different types of Catholics in that group. Then there's also Orthodox Christians in the group. And then like I'm in the group and I'm like definitely not, obviously. <laughs> I can't even tell you the difference between them. Um, you know, I'm like kind of Orthodox adjacent. Maybe like, I mean, I would probably call myself some kind of protestant but i don't really i'm not really baptized in a church or belong to a church i just follow god <laughs> i'm just constantly seeking christ and following him in his right ways so um yeah i don't know what i would call myself just non-denominational christian just a christian just a follower of the way <laughs> just uh you know the way a follower of the way of christ so I don't know where I fit in technically, but there's people like me in the New Columbia movement. So it's not strictly Knights of Columbus, it's not strictly Catholicism, but most of them are Catholics and the premise was kind of founded on like Catholic pr principles. But there's people like me that just totally disagree with them and they're cool with me in the group and they love what I'm doing, you know, and stuff like that. So it's not just a Catholic movement, but I would say most of the people in the movement are Catholic in some way. Novus Ordo is not Catholic. Norvus Ordo does fake Latin Mass salsa. <laughs> I call myself a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the key. Are you just seeking God? Seek God and seek his right ways. I think people can get too caught up into the dogma of that. That's a whole nother discussion. We're getting derailed here. Back, <laughs> back to the point of this live stream. We'll get into that next week, Son of Acantus. Tune in next week. We're going to talk more about how to be a spiritually good man, how to get spiritually righteous, become a righteously masculine man spiritually. This week is more of the physical, secular, philosophical, scientific level. And that being said, after all that mini, mini religious rant, um, we're going to get into this clip by Vox Day. Um, the social sexual hierarchy, what it is, he'll explain it very well here, and then I'll talk about it after. Um, yeah, so here we go. Welcome to Voxiversity. I'm Vox Day. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about the socio-sexual hierarchy. That may sound complicated, and that may sound new to you, but this is something that you know intimately. It's something with which you've been familiar since you were in school. It's something that you have around you at all times, in every organization, in every company, in every social group in which you participate. The social sexual hierarchy is how men and boys relate to one another. What you are, how you behave, and what your natural inclinations are likely to be. There are five ranks 
and they've been developed from the concept that was originally introduced by the pickup artists. Uh, the early pickup artists, Roycey, Roosh, uh, often talked about alphas and betas. Alphas were men who were sexually successful, men who women were attracted to, men who found it easy to attract women. Betas, in their parlance, were men who were not attracted to women. The socio-sexual hierarchy should not be confused with this, even though it sounds similar and even though we use some of the similar terms, because the social-sexual hierarchy brings in social dominance, social hierarchy. It's not all about male-female relations, it's just as much about male-male relations, the internal concepts that tend to govern an individual man's behavior. So there are five major ranks, alpha, beta, delta, gamma, and omega. The top of the hierarchy is the alpha, the quarterback on the football team that the head cheerleader dates, the blonde bad guy in every 1980s teen flick. He is the guy that the girls want to be with and the guys want to be like. So what separates the alpha from other men beyond his attractiveness to women is that he is a leader. He is someone that other men naturally want to follow. What he does, they imitate. In when the group is making decisions, his opinion counts for more than others. So there is a natural leader-follower relationship between the alpha male and other men. But this is both a responsibility as well as a right. The alpha tends to be much more cognizant of status than other men. He tends to be protective of his status and he tends to be friendly to those who acknowledge his status, and he tends to react badly to those he perceives challenges it. With the alpha, as with all these ranks, positives and negatives, pluses and minuses. It's important to understand when you're thinking about the hierarchy that it's not about trying to maximize your position within it at all times. I wasn't about to get into a fucking big dick competition. Sometimes it is a big dick competition. If you're not naturally suited for one particular rank, you're probably not going to be very good at handling the responsibilities if you're put into a role that requires it. So the second rank is beta. The alpha are the leaders, the betas are the lieutenants. The betas tend to resemble the alphas on the outside, but the difference is they, they lack the ambition and they lack the status consciousness that the alpha has to have. Nah. The beta is almost always going to be found attached to an alpha. The beta likes to be provided with leadership. He likes to be provided with a vision. <laughs> In some ways, being a beta is arguably the best of the social ranks because it comes with a lot of the privileges of being higher in the social hierarchy. No, 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 there's two O's in Goose. Without all of the responsibilities that fall to the alphas. This is why in corporations, you often see such a problem when a alpha leader retires because they frequently try to elevate his loyal betas to the former alpha's position, which almost invariably fails because the beta is not psychologically suited to play the same role 
as the alpha that he supports. Betas actually tend to be fairly friendly people, people that it's uh, enjoyable to be around. They're popular with women. They're very popular with women. Hey Goose, you big stick! That's me, honey! But not to the extent of the alphas. You always go home with the hot women. All right, thank you, Carol. In general, you're not going to see a wife fretting about the loyalty of her high status beta husband the way that she is almost invariably going to worry about her alpha husband. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, buddy. Betas tend to be very loyal. Loyalty is their defining trait. The thing that you need to be very careful of with a beta, the one area where you can get yourself in a lot of trouble is if you are disloyal either to them. Well, I just happened to see a MiG-28. We, we, sorry, we. Or even worse, to the alpha to whom the beta looks. They're not only his lieutenants, they tend to be the alpha's enforcers as well. And so when you are in a group, the kind of people who will take you aside and let you know that maybe you want to adjust your behavior a little bit, those are almost always going to be the betas. The third and most common group is the deltas. I chose the name Delta to apply to them because they are the most liable to move up or down the hierarchy depending on where the group is. Remember, these hierarchies are fractal. You know, someone who is a alpha in a very small group might only be a delta in a larger group of which that little group is a subset. You know the phenomenon, big fish in a small pond is not a big fish in a big lake, much less the ocean. Deltas are the backbone of society. Deltas are the most important part of the hierarchy. They tend to define the success of the group. They tend to define the smooth functioning of the group. The more that a group or organization caters to its deltas, the stronger it's going to be. These are the guys who get the work done. Deltas tend to pride themselves and their defining characteristic is competence. They don't want to lead. They're not necessarily concerned with making sure that the, the will of the alpha is properly followed. They want to do their job. They want to be respected for doing their job. And what they crave more than anything is respect. Now, unfortunately, for society, women are not particularly attracted to deltas. Uh, deltas tend to be the average guy. And of course, as we know, due to hypergamy, women tend to be less than entirely satisfied with average guys. One of the biggest achievements of Western civilization has been the institution of monogamy, preventing the alphas and to a lesser extent the betas from hogging all the desirable women. Monogamy one man, one woman, one husband, one wife, is an excellent way of ensuring that deltas are able to marry and raise families. And this is absolutely critical for the sustainability of a stable society. The harder it is for productive, reliable deltas to engage in successful relationships with women, the more unstable the society is gonna be. This is why polygamous societies are intrinsically less stable than monogamous ones because unhappy deltas are not working away competently at building the infrastructure of society. Now the fourth rank is in many ways uh, the most 
intriguing and troublesome one. And this is the gamma. The gammas tend to be more intelligent than the norm, more sensitive. They tend to be more introspective. Now this all sounds positive and there are definitely positive traits to the gamma. You got a problem friend? But the problem with the gamma is that the gamma is fundamentally unsatisfied with his position in the social hierarchy. Gammas often believe that they should be in charge by virtue of their intelligence. And this, of course, tends to make them extremely disruptive forces in any organization of which they're a part. So whenever you see someone causing trouble in an organization, whenever you see SJWs infesting it and, and attempting to force change on a healthy organization, you can be pretty sure that the men involved are going to be gammas. Now there's a lot of different attributes that we could discuss and I will do a video focusing entirely on the gamma and the other ranks in the future. But the most important thing to understand is that the, the chief characteristic of the gamma is his dishonesty. That, that month, I didn't sleep for 25 days. I didn't sleep what? at all. I didn't sleep at all for 25 days. The gamma is dishonest with himself. The gamma is dishonest with others. And even worse, when he is called out for his dishonesty, he will usually defend himself like a cornered rat. How is that possible? That, that, that I'll tell you how it's possible. You lay in bed, uh, frozen in something approximating terror for eight hours, and then you get up. Rather than simply admit that he was being dishonest. And so what that means is because of that characteristic dishonesty, the gamma also tends to be conflict avoidant and passive aggressive. I was being professional. A hero played weak, conflict averse. So there is a natural rivalry and a natural dislike between alphas and gammas. When you are running an organization or when you're responsible for an organization, the gammas are always the ones that you need to manage very closely because they are the most likely to behave in a disruptive manner, and they're also the most likely to simply melt down and cause problems of an unpredictable nature. Uh, gammas tend to be disliked by women, whereas women are more or less indifferent towards deltas, they actually tend to be somewhat repulsed by gammas. Just answer me one question. Yes, you're a total fag. This is very frustrating to the gammas because they actually tend to be the romantic ones. 10 things I love about Janie. They tend to be the ones who will obsess over a particular woman and write her poems and fail to understand that the, the strength of his desire for her does not cause her to desire him in any way. You know, introspective is one word for the gamma. Narcissistic might be another one. However, for all their challenges, gammas are still part of the social hierarchy. Gammas usually do find a woman with whom they can have a successful relationship in the end. The fifth rank is the most tragic and difficult rank. It's the omega. And the omega is the quintessential social reject. Excuse me. The omega is the one Excuse me. who is not even in the game where women are concerned. Okay. That's the last draw. Yeah, whereas the gamma might be the one muttering in his beer to his friend in the corner at the party, nobody ever even thought of inviting the Omega. The Omega is literally never there. And Omegas tend to creep women out. Just the mere fact of them being around, even if they don't say anything, is often upsetting to women. 
they're not necessarily incompetent. They're merely socially handicapped, usually in multiple ways. Omegas can be the classic school shooters. If you look at Adam Lanza of Sandy Hook fame, he would be an obvious example of the Omega type. Omegas tend to keep to themselves. They don't tend to have many male friends. They don't tend to have any female relationships at all. You know, most of them live quiet lives, keeping mostly to themselves. Although, as was uh, shown in the movie Office Space, they do occasionally snap. When you hear about the quiet guy who never bothered anyone, who suddenly flips out and burns his company building to the ground, you can be highly confident that you're dealing with an Omega. Now, why do these things matter? You know, why do we talk about these ranks? You know, is it to make the alphas feel good about themselves? Is it to make the omegas feel bad about themselves? No, not at all. The reason that the social sexual hierarchy matters is because the patterns of human behavior it identifies allows us to recognize, understand, and anticipate the behavior of other individuals once we have successfully identified their rank in the hierarchy. Not only that, but you can use the hierarchy to avoid obvious problems in your organization or your group. For example, if you happen to hire a young, attractive female intern, do not assign her to an alpha, especially not if it's a married alpha, because the chances are very, very high that they're going to have an affair. By the same token, you probably don't want to assign a gamma to manage a group of people, especially a mixed group of people, because gammas tend to view power as a chance to make up for all their junior high and high school frustrations. You know, they tend to look at power as a way of getting back at people. And you can see this in practically any of the pieces that have been written by male journalists about the confirmation of Judge Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, being an athlete from an elite prep school, represents the much-hated jock alpha to the gammas of the press. And you, know, you can see and read their psychological issues coming out on the page as they attack this guy that they've never met, who's done nothing to them. It's not all ideological. A lot of it is psychological, and a lot of it is rooted in these sociosexual hierarchical issues. The more that you develop the ability to identify the traits of your own sociosexual rank, the easier it is to modify your own behavior and optimize your own behavior. It's especially useful when you're dealing with others. You know, I make use of my knowledge of the sociosexual hierarchy on a regular basis in my business relationships. I know that I need to be careful about inadvertently challenging an alpha. I know that I need to make sure not to say anything disrespectful about an organization for which a beta is working. I also know that when I'm dealing with deltas, I need to make sure that I give them the respect for their competence and their hard work that they need. And with the gammas, I always make sure to not put them in mission critical positions just in case they have a gamma meltdown and elect to declare war on the organization. These patterns of behavior are very, very reliable. They are very, very recognizable. And once you begin to see them, it's very, very difficult 
to ignore them. I think that if you study the groups in which you are a member and you learn to start identifying who's the alpha, who's the beta, who are the deltas, who are the gammas, what you're going to find is that you're going to be able to navigate the social challenges presented by that group in a much more effective manner. This is Vox Aversity on Vox Day. Yeah, that's so crucial too that he said kind of there at the end is um, once you see it, it's so hard not, it's, you can't unsee it, you know. <laughs> once you see it and understand it, you can't not, you know. That's why I wanted to show this today, really give you guys a picture of what, what this is if you don't or aren't familiar with it already. And yeah, Fox is just so spot on with this. And yeah, Andrew J, thank you. <laughs> Hope all is well, my dude. Got my mods, got my mods of my dudes in the chat, um, and some new people showing up. So yeah, yeah, Vox is so spot on with this. Any honest male will admit this is true. Um, if even just in their hearts, if they aren't strong enough um, or man enough to admit so with their uh, lips and words. We all have experienced this in school, on sports teams, friend groups, in our bands, or at our jobs, you know. Wherever men are, you know, together. <laughs> and it's important to note that this doesn't apply to, like, women. This is totally different with women and uh, mixed groups. Women groups, it's not a pyramid hierarchy. It's more of a circle. <laughs> it's more of like a circle that rotates based on where they are in their life. Um, I don't know if he's really broken that down, but he's said it on streams before, kind of mentioned his, his ideas on that. But... Um, yeah, again, it doesn't apply to mixed groups either. Um, it's just men. When men are together in groups of other men. But, yeah, in terms of groupings of males, whether voluntarily assembled or forcibly put together, these traits and roles are clearly and always occurring. And will be so as we continue to live in this fallen state, in this fallen world. <laughs> um, and to better navigate your social life, um, better navigate your friends your family circles on your teams or in your clubs or in your workplace take in what he explained there go back rewind it or check out fox on youtube or on unauthorized.tv and reflect on what he's saying there um, reflect on it personally know what role you are understand what role you are truly and either accept that accept your place and your rank or seek to rise up or rise out of it if you're a gamma or omega and learn how to use your skill set to the, get the most out of life and play a better role in all of your groupings of men. And yeah, we're gonna get two more clips here. One is about specifically about the alpha and one is specifically about the gamma. And we're gonna talk about that again a little more in depth. Um, quick note here is that one group is not mentioned. Um, I'm not sure if he added this in afterwards or but just didn't wanna get too confusing with any of these clips we're gonna show or any of his clips he's made explaining the social sexual hierarchy. But he has explained this on his streams and he calls himself one, which is a Sigma male. It's kind of becoming a meme these days because as this, uh, you know, as Andrew says, the SSH, the social sexual hierarchy that yes, all men need to understand. Yes. <laughs> um, one quick note is that there is such thing as a Sigma male um, it's the one group that is not mentioned in these videos we're going to talk about today, but that Vox himself has um, explained is kind of part of this whole concept. 
Um, yeah, the Sigma male, it is essentially an alpha male who chooses not to or just refuses entirely to participate in the hierarchy and in society altogether. Someone who has the qualities and skills of an alpha, but doesn't challenge them as they do not want to be part of the system or the structure. They are the loners and although successful and skilled, unlike the gammas or the omega loners who can't, who are trying to rise up in the rank or trying to be a part of the hierarchy, um, unlike those people trying to participate in the hierarchy um, that have like that loner quality or that outcast quality, they are actually skilled and they're actually successful. They just don't gain to seek glory or you know, have a good reputation, a good standing in the hierarchy itself. They want this actual success, but not recognition for it. So that's kind of an important note. That's something he explains very well, not in these clips and not in his initial explanations of this. I'm not sure if he added this later or if he just left it out because it can get confusing. Um, because that, because we're talking about what's the hierarchy, the pyramid structure itself, the hierarchy. So when you're seeking to not be in that, entirely <laughs> you're not in the hierarchy you're not in the pyramid or outside of the pyramid even though you're kind of in that higher ranking in terms of like your success and your skills and your mentality so yeah i used to be all jock suck but i eventually grew out of gamma thank god thank jesus yeah yeah we'll get into the next week too when you start returning to god you start rising and elevating up into higher positions of this hierarchy We'll get into this, we'll get into the alpha, and then we'll get into the beta, <laughs> and I'll talk about them both. But uh, yeah, again, shout out Vox Day, foxday.blogspot.com and unauthorized.tv. Welcome to Voxiversity. I'm Vox Day, and today we're going to talk more about the social sexual hierarchy that I introduced in a previous Voxiversity. The primary ranks from top to bottom are alpha, beta, delta, gamma, and omega. Now, it's important to keep in mind that these are just names. They're just signifiers. They don't mean anything in and of themselves. The alpha is the highest sociosexual rank. And like every other rank, it is at its core a pattern of behavior. And these patterns of behavior are not only significant, they're extremely useful because in addition to allowing us to identify ourselves and others and, and where we rank in comparison to them in terms of status and other things, it also allows us to better understand and anticipate their behavior. This is something that a lot of people get sidetracked on uh, is the status issue. I'm not saying that the status isn't relevant, Obviously, it's something that we all naturally learn to care about when we're young, and it obviously has a tremendous impact on our lives, whether we're talking about our romantic lives, or we're talking about our professional lives, or even just something as simple as our place in a sports team or a casual organization. But the more important aspect is the patterns. It's much more useful to, to know what the person who is the top dog in the group is going to do or understand how he's going to react to your behavior or someone else's behavior because understanding these patterns and anticipating these patterns means that we're able to utilize them either to our benefit or at least to avoid 
falling into obvious traps to our detriment. So let's look at the alpha. What are the characteristics of the alpha? We've already said, we know by definition that we're talking about someone who is at a high level of social sexual status. So this means the alpha is someone that other men want to be like and other men want to be around and he's someone that women want to be with. He's someone to whom women are naturally attracted. And so alphas tend to be physically larger than the norm. They tend to be more handsome than the norm. They're often more physically fit. They tend to mature at an earlier age. You know, it can be kind of remarkable sometimes. You know, I was young for my class year. And so, you know, I remember being astounded when I was in junior high, just the physical size of some of these guys who were more or less my age. Some of them, you know, were shaving and had full mustaches by ninth grade. And so these early development advantages have a tendency to percolate into the individual's mindset. You probably know about the concept of the, the glory days, the football hero who's never really gotten over the fact that he was a football star, or the pretty girl who still thinks that she's a pretty girl and acts like it even though she's 40 pounds overweight. In the same way, there's also the, the negative version of that. Sometimes it's hard for people who have been social rejects and who have been on the low end of the totem pole, it's sometimes hard for them to adjust when in adulthood they become successful and popular. And so the mindset that is often created in these boys with developmental advantages often has a tendency to translate itself into some of the alpha behavioral characteristics as they get older. So alphas tend to be very confident. They tend to be prone to an amount of blustering and posturing. They tend to behave in a manner that is, is very extroverted and it often strikes more introverted people as being somewhat buffoonish. And if you're starting to get a picture here of someone, yes, President Donald Trump is without question an alpha. It's also very common of alphas that they are not very faithful to their wives or to their girlfriends. They have a tendency to be uh, involved with multiple women at the same time. And they also have an ability to be allowed to do that by the women they're betraying. And you know, this of course often tends to outrage lower status men who, who can't understand why women put up with this. But that's one of the benefits of status. What are some of the other characteristics of alphas? They tend to be conflict-seeking. They tend to be drawn to group activities. They are very, very hierarchical, and they're very conscious of hierarchy, and they're also conscious of their own place in the hierarchy. It's often very interesting when two alphas meet, because the first thing that they immediately do is size up which of them has superior status. They don't actually tend to engage in much conflict direct or indirect, once they have satisfied their need to determine who is the top dog and who is the second banana. Now, alphas are not betas. They're not content or happy to be a second banana. They don't seek that position. But when they do have to deal with 
each other, they usually tend to get along pretty well as long as it's very clear which one of them has the superior status. Where you run into problems with alphas is when you have two of them that are of fundamentally the same status and it's not easy for them to resolve it quickly. Other issues that, that you have with alphas, uh, especially in the business world, is that they don't tend to create succession plans very well. Whenever you have an alpha, they usually do best when they're teamed up with a beta. The problem is that the beta is almost never capable of actually fulfilling the alpha's role. And so you see situations like uh, we see with Apple now happening all the time. You had an obvious alpha, Steve Jobs, but when he was replaced by Tim Cook, who is not an alpha, Apple suddenly lost those unique elements that Steve Jobs brought to his position. Alphas provide vision. They provide leadership. They don't necessarily do the direct work themselves, but they inspire others to do it. That's what's always important to understand is that any organization, any group needs a leader in order to be effective. And alphas above everything are effective leaders. So when you're looking at your group, when you're trying to decide who should be in charge, it's a mistake to focus on who happens to have been there longest or who happens to know the most or who happens to be the smartest. What you're well advised to do is to determine who has the most alpha characteristics in the group and that will probably give your group the best chance of success. Now, a lot of people are envious of alphas because it does come with a lot of perquisites. But it's important to remember that despite the best efforts of pickup artists to tell you how to simulate alpha activity, how to fake it until you make it and all that sort of thing, all of their techniques are primarily focused on the sexual aspect. And that's not going to do you any good on the social side. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're successful in attracting very attractive women, that is going to increase your social status. That's true. But it's not going to change your behavioral patterns. It's not going to change your internal attitudes. It's not going to change the way that you interact with others. And one of the most important things to understand about alphas is that they feel great loyalty to those who follow them. This is something that gammas in particular find difficult to understand or accept. The hierarchy requires mutual loyalty from below to above and from above to below. And so that's why you'll see people turning to their alpha and bringing him their problems. A good example of this is from the movie The Godfather. In The Godfather, you see all these different men coming to The Godfather, telling him of their problems in the expectation that he's going to help them resolve them. And he does because that's the price of his status. The Godfather would not maintain his high status, he would not maintain his alpha status in the group if he were to simply ignore them, if he were to simply do what he wanted rather than pay attention to the needs of his subordinates. And so this is a seldom understood aspect of alpha and it's why many non-alphas like myself actively resist attempts to pull us or more often push us into positions of leadership because we don't want that burden of responsibility. 
and it is a burden, and it is a responsibility. Now that doesn't mean that all, you know, all alphas are particularly good about this. You can be good at fulfilling a role, or you can be bad at fulfilling a role, but the expected role remains the same. And so if you are someone who is hoping to increase your status, you need to understand that part and parcel of that is accepting the responsibility of the good of others. Now, if you're looking at the if you're looking at the sexual side, you may say, well, what is the connection between the social side and the sexual side? I mean, yes, we know that that women like good-looking men. We know that women like successful men. And we know that women like confident men. Does all of that go into making an alpha? Well, it can. But again, if you have enough of one element, that may be sufficient in that particular arena. If you are massively confident to the point of seeming overconfidence, then that may compensate for a lack of height, a lack of looks, a lack of hair, a lack of wealth, but it is a necessary component of it. In fact, I would argue that of all the various aspects of alpha, a genuine overconfidence is probably the most important aspect. Now, there's, there are also unattractive aspects to alpha beyond uh, the previously mentioned unfaithfulness. One thing that tends to strike some non-alphas as being borderline ridiculous is the way that alphas tend to come off as almost paranoid to relatively high-status men. I'll give you a story of, of one alpha that I encountered, and it was, it was rather amusing. He was the CEO of my father's company. And one day I came into his office and even though I didn't work for the company, even though I had no interest in working for the company, because he was a you know, big paranoid alpha, he tended to view me as a potential challenge. Now I thought this was ridiculous, but it was very clear from his interactions with me that he was always vaguely suspicious. You know, what's this guy up to? Is he potentially going to undermine me in some way? And it was, and, and he was a big, powerful guy. I mean, we're talking about maybe, maybe 6'2", 260, 270, a big guy. And I went into his office and he was sitting behind his desk and there was a chair on the other side of his desk. So I, I sat in it, as you do. And he, he actually got up out of the desk, walked around it and was standing there literally looming over me because he wanted to communicate that he was in charge. Now, he was in charge. I was not challenging him in any capacity, but that's how alphas tend to react to people that they feel might have an ability to challenge them. And you know, the advantage of, of knowing these things is, for example, when I'm on uh, my soccer team and I detect the captain getting a bit disgruntled you know, because I've said something, I know that it's because it's his alpha paranoia talking. He's concerned because I came up with a good idea, he is concerned that this will somehow undermine his position. And so what I do is as soon as I detect that there is any of that sort of paranoia at work, I do something to make it clear that I'm deferring to him to make it clear that I'm not challenging his authority in any way. 
And that invariably solves the problem very quickly. And this is something that you might have to do from time to time if you're a competent individual, because you never know what's going to set off an alpha. Another thing that you need to be cautious of is if you are involved with a highly attractive woman, the alphas around you are almost invariably going to try to hit on her. They will probably do it in a, oh, just joking, just, just making jokes, but they will do it. And so you need to be prepared for that and decide ahead of time how you want to handle it. The key thing is to generally make it clear that this sort of behavior is not acceptable, but to do so in a manner that doesn't somehow publicly humiliate them. Because you need to be very careful about challenging or much less humiliating an alpha. They, they can take it in a one-to-one -one setting, but if, it's a, in, but if it's in a public setting, it doesn't go well because they feel the need to maintain their status. And, and alphas are physically violent in a way that most men are not. They are usually quite willing to try to defend their status with their fists. And this can be shocking, especially to gammas who are direct conflict avoidant when they engage in a passive aggressive attack that the alpha sees correctly as a challenge and then deals with the challenge directly. You know, it's not easy being an alpha and I'm not an alpha. I'm simply saying that from my observations of them. They have to be on all the time and they're constantly concerned about where they stand vis-a-vis -vis the other alphas. Because remember, the, the social sexual hierarchies are fractal. And so who is an alpha in one situation is not going to be the alpha in a different situation. You might be the alpha of your high school football team, but by the time that you get to the NCAA, you're just a guy. And this is something that a lot of alphas have some difficulty adjusting to initially. But like I said, because they're so hierarchical, they're usually able to fall in line relatively easily. And when they get back to their smaller hierarchy, they will slip into their old role uh, quite happily and usually with a fair amount of success. So that's the alpha. And next time we're going to talk about the most interesting of the ranks in the sociosexual hierarchy, which is, of course, the gamma. This is Voxiversity. I'm Vox Day. Yeah. True or not. <laughs> True or not. Um, so because, like, everything in the pickup artist culture and just in the zeitgeist previously is a false dichotomy of alpha beta. You know, Jesse Lee Peterson does that person. I, I, I love and respect a lot. Alpha or beta. Are you a man or are you not? Kind of. Um, I don't like using that phrase beta because people get misconstrued with that. Alpha is pretty much understood, but Bravo is kind of the substitute word that right hand man. And that is personally me. I am a natural Bravo or what he's calling a beta in the hierarchy. My comfort zone is being the right-hand man to the alpha, um, the lieutenant in the ranks and not the general, you know, or the general and not the commander-in-chief, the hand of the king and not the king himself. I have a lot of alpha qualities, 
I am loyal to a fault. <laughs> um, I'm eager to help competent men carry out their missions and their visions. I am good at strategy and planning, planning and not good at leading the charge. <laughs> I have alpha qualities, but I'm not actually an alpha. And yeah, I'm good at leading the charge, kind of carrying out commands, good at helping an alpha with his strategy and with his planning for his vision and his, um, his pursuits. And I am good at making sure that the necessary hard work or even the dirty and uncomfortable tasks are done to make sure the job gets done, the job and the plan of the alpha gets done. I am naturally a helper, an assistant captain, you know, a sidekick, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, a beta, a bravo, someone who's capable and willing to lead, but prefers not to. I'm like he said, I'm conflict avoidant, but I'm also not afraid of the fight if it is necessary. I will join the fight if it's necessary. If a trustworthy alpha is calling me to join his noble cause and it involves conflict, I am not resistant or oppositional towards it. I just naturally do not seek out the conflict and the fight like alphas do to kind of position, position themselves. But that being said, in our society today and in my generation, our generation, I tend to find myself in groupings of men without any true alphas. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the story of my life is where are the alphas for me to follow and help? Um, there are plenty of gammas, which we'll get to here. Plenty of gammas around, um, you know, those mo emotionally unstable little males that want to be in charge and call the shots. But a severe lack of alphas these days. Uh, especially back in California where I spent eight years of my adult life. Uh, you know, back there, there's a severe drought, a major shortage of morality and work ethic and logic and no shortage at all of weak males who want to be an alpha, uh, want to be in charge of their environments and their, their settings, their groupings of people without actually doing the hard work and taking the risks that are necessary <laughs> to do so. Those who want the status and power of the alpha, but don't actually do what's necessary to be one. There's uh, plenty of those, you know, in California and most cities these days, most uh, urban environments. So just in my life, me and my personal life, I've often found myself in groups of men without a true alpha. And I usually find that I have to step up into that role to make sure that the group survives, thrives and accomplishes their objectives like as the group, like, like he's saying, it's fractal, you know, it's situational. Like, you know, there's times where I've been on sports teams where there's a couple alphas or there's an alpha and it's like, great. <laughs> I love it. Those are my favorite. I'm like, man, I, w I miss being, I miss those days of that being on that team. And then there's other sports teams I was on where everyone was just incompetent and fighting with each other and emotional. And I kind of had to step up and be the alpha and take on those risks and challenges and like, fighting combative situations that I'm not naturally suited for and don't enjoy. Um, you know, but most of the time that's kind of what I found living in California in Illinois and in city environments because our society is lacking true alphas in those environments. And yeah, I am what Al what Vox calls not in these videos, but what he considers a reluctant alpha or a situational alpha um, or a Bravo. A natural sidekick who has the ability to step up to a temporary alpha position if that role is lacking. 
but who is eager to step aside and hand over the reins when a real leader emerges. And me and my life and my job, my new job right now is a perfect example of this. My boss is a former Marine drill sergeant, a major in the Marines. Um, you know, pretty high rank. He's served multiple times in multiple places. I'm pretty sure he was in Fallujah in Iraq, you know, <laughs> like saw, you know, probably one of the craziest, deadliest um, conflicts of war in the last like 30, 40 years. Um, pretty intense man, you know, pretty, pretty demanding, pretty, uh, <laughs> you can get pretty intense on the job sites, you know, doing construction work, building walls on construction sites and at homes. We build retaining walls, so it's a lot of like a lot of physically demanding work. Um, but yeah, needless to say, he is a true alpha. <laughs> I mean, I can go all day talking about this man. He is a husband. He's a father, an Orthodox Christian who is devoted to the faith and does all that is required by his church, like fasting, service, and regular attendance to his church. He also started his own construction business built his own shop and is building his own house on his property. He's a man's man and a true alpha. <laughs> he grows food. He protects his family. You know, he does everything that's right. And I love it. I love being like inserted into the right hand man position. I love being like there to give him advice, give him tips, kind of keep him in check, keep him level headed at times, but never questioning his authority, never seeking to like, overrule him or override him just fitting into that perfect slot of being his you know there for advice you know and just also there to just shut up and, and carry out his orders yes boss what do you need <laughs> what do you need me to do and on the job side i'm always just looking for what's the next step ahead how can i make this go smoother he's doing this what can i do to help him do that you know i just love that that's my natural role is like yes I don't have to be the alpha. There's someone here who's capable and, and, and competent enough to do it. And I just fit naturally into that right hand, right hand man uh, slot. I, yeah, carrying out his demands and helping him accomplish his missions. It's been uh, amazing working in an environment like that. He can be pretty intense, pretty demanding, and very challenging. The work is tough. We do it outside in the elements, um, in the cold, in the heat in the rain, in the mud, long hours. We work like 11, 12 hours sometimes. We move heavy blocks, like 75, 80 pound blocks. Like, and I'm not talking about one or two, I'm talking about hundreds a day. We're shoveling dirt, mud, raking gravel. We use, you know, giant machines, giant skid steers, mini excavators. And, you know, we're kind of doing that all day, moving earth around, putting stuff into place. We have to be precise with our measurements and our placements of heavy objects. It's a pretty intense job. <laughs> Again, we work like 10, 12 hour shifts, four or five days a week. And he is right there leading the charge with us all, doing the same work that the rest of us does. He's not in a car shouting out orders. He's right there carrying the heavy blocks with us, right there in the mud, raking it, shoveling it with us. And even in his late forties, you know, He's either keeping up with or outworking all of us that are there in our 20s and 30s. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's like a true alpha. I love it. It feels so natural to me to be helping out an alpha carry out his objectives. Carry out his objectives. To fight the battles of the day with a real man's man. A truly righteous man. A competent man and a boss and leader 
that is right there with us in the pits doing the dirty work himself. There is not a chance in hell, <laughs> not a chance in heck that I would seek to undermine him, complain about his decisions or his judgment, even if I don't agree with him internally. I'm not complaining about it. I'm going along with what he says. I'm never going to try to one-up him or abandon him for an easier job or some kind of promotion elsewhere um, because it's just rare to find myself in a situation like this in a group of males where there's a true alpha in charge who you know demands a lot out of us to accomplish great things. And regardless of how physically demanding the job is, um, how uncomfortable it may be, um, how much I want to complain, I you know just find myself perfectly at peace during all the struggle, being a willing and competent bravo to a true alpha. Um, but yeah, Fox just explains it all so well in this clip in these clips. And we have more, one more to go here. But if the group of males you are in lacks an alpha or even someone like me who is competent enough as a bravo to step up when needed, it will never work out. And it is destined to be overcome by gammas. Rule by gammas, which is just a sinking ship. <laughs> it might appear to be floating, but it's a sinking ship. The group will soon be taken over by outside forces, invaded or conquered or just rotted away from the inside out by emotions and feelings, not led into right living with logic and reason. Um, deltas, um, we're not really going to get into it. I also had an article. I think I'm going to go way over time today, so I'm not going to get into it. But deltas are awesome. Deltas are great to work with and great to be around. They're my kind of people for sure. Um, and I have so much respect and appreciation for their dedication to accomplishing the goal without seeking any sort of personal reward or recognition or high ranking, high status. Um, but, you know, even a group made up of entirely deltas is destined to fail as well, as it would just lack a true leadership. Um, it would lack ambition and vision and risk taking. Um, there would be no elevation, no, no per like higher purpose seeking. Um, just continent, constant maintenance in a state of perpetual stagnation. So I love deltas. Those are my people. Just the salt of the earth, you know, just skilled laborers. You know, just I want to show up, clock in, do what I need to do, do the job, get it done, clock out, go home and see my family. Like those are the best people to be around. Those are the best people in the community. But if you just have nothing but those people in a group, there's nothing that's going to elevate the group higher. You know, it's everyone will just stay stagnant, just stay exactly where they are as outside forces rise up and, you know, seek to overcome and seek to conquer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I love Deltas. Deltas is my favorite to be around. And Alphas are who I naturally like to, like, work with and be, you know, seeking out goals and seeking out um, accomplishments with alongside because I can just fit right in, <laughs> right in underneath them, helping them, you know, not being the alpha that has to like lead the charge himself. That's not my natural state. I'm not naturally an alpha, as Vox says. Um, again, I have some of the qualities just throughout my life because I've had to, because I've been in groups of men that have been incompetent, have been emotional, have been irrational, and, you know, it's just exactly what, I, what the gamma's embody which is what we're about to get into 
I've just been in groups that are just full of gammas. So I've had to take on alpha roles and I've uh, you know acquired a lot of that alpha mentality and alpha you know stat like skills. But that's not naturally who I am or what I am <laughs> or what I want to be even. Um, but yeah, and so we're getting it into this, into the gammas. Um, and if you are a gamma, if you're watching this next clip and you're like, man, this is me. <laughs> like, man, uh, I'm not going to say it out loud, but this is me. Um, if you are a gamma, you must seek to overcome your failures, your character flaws, your habits, and your situations to rise up and become a competent Delta or even a skilled and useful Bravo one day. You can rise up and out of it. I feel like I was a gamma <laughs> throughout my like early life, throughout my, you know, middle school, high school years, and then even into my college years, I was very gamma, very gamma in a lot of ways. And then I just kind of, out of necessity, grew out of that because I was around so many other gammas that in those groups, those settings, I kind of had to rise up and be more of like an alpha-ish. Um, but truly, I mean, I was starting to build up those alpha qualities while still kind of hanging on to my past life of being very gamma. Um, but truly, when I returned to God, I overcame it all and just left all of that emotion, all that irrational, irrationality behind, all the pathos, the emotional stuff, the feminine qualities behind, and returned to God in his right ways. And he showed me how to be a righteous, good man. And now I'm naturally just where I am, which is a natural Bravo or Beta in Fox's hierarchy. And you can too. <laughs> you can too with righteous living. And after this video, we'll talk again about, talk a little bit more about gammas and then I'll give some advice. If you find yourself being a gamma or just an omega, like someone who's just like not a good person, <laughs> not being a good person, um, and your life is just chaos and it's all emotional and all over the map and you're not really having success with you know he's talking about more of like women having success with women or finding mates or having success financially or having success personally and you're always feeling empty and alone and emotionally unstable and addicted to substances in an attempt to like make yourself happy temporarily if you're stuck in that state there is hope there is a chance to rise up out of it because what was lost, what was lost can be found, you know, what has been lost can be reclaimed. Um, it's just going to take some hard work. It's going to take first um, acknowledging and admitting you are what you are and who you are and what you have done. And by repenting for that and overcoming it, seeking God and seeking his right ways and his guidance and rising up and elevating to be a righteously masculine man. And again, next week, we're going to talk more about the righteous, the spiritual aspect of masculinity. Today, we're talking more about the physical, the philosophical, the scientific um, approach to it. But yeah, so what's up, my dudes in the chat? Thank you guys for tuning in. I've been in groups, Andrew J says, I've been in groups of full of gammas. It's called Williamsburg, Brooklyn, hipster capital. Yeah, I was in North Park, San Diego, which is also like the hipster capital of the West. Um, and spent a lot of time in like Silver Lake, Echo Park area of California as well. And also the hipster cap, like hip, like Echo Park and North Park are probably, you know, Echo Park's LA, North Park's San Diego. Those are probably the most like hipster gamma <laughs> 
capitals of uh, the West. Maybe hate Ashbury in like uh, Golden Gate Park area of San Francisco, but what is an alpha male? Well, you're going to have to go back. I just played the clips um, of what an alpha male is. You can go back and rewatch this stream um, when I post it in like an hour or two. Um, rewind and rewatch the stream or check out Vox Day's clips, which is what we're watching. Vox Day's clips on the social sexual hierarchy and the alpha male and the gamma male. We're going to finish on watching the gamma male. And yeah. So yeah, find out what an alpha male is. I'm assuming you tuned in late. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't know that. But uh, yeah, appreciate it for you to do. If any male has any feelings or emotions, they are not alphas. Yeah. Any male, any male with feelings and emotions, like you can have feelings and emotions. They're going to come into your fleshly fallen state body. But if you have feelings and emotions, you must overcome them. You must rise and elevate over and not let it control or dictate your life. Um, yeah. Any male who has fe feelings and emotions is not a man. A man is someone who is logical and reasonable, um, who uses logos to dictate his life, who does the right thing, um, even if it's the hard thing. Um, they don't seek um, to, to weasel their way out or lie or cheat or steal or find easy paths. They uh, do what's good and what's righteous. So yeah, any male that has feelings and emotions is no man. They are just a male. They're a boy or they're a male. They were born male, but they haven't overcome their feelings and their emotions to rise up and become a man. Yet. The key word there is always yet. Yet. Because you can. You can rise up and overcome. Post Jazz, my dude. What's going on? Glad to see you. Auto Rocks, Beta Troy, Troll Destroyer. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's alphas and betas. Yeah, you're going to have to go and rewatch this because... That's kind of true, but it's really not. There's so much more complexity to the situation. Alpha and beta is a false dichotomy. Um, and that's what Voxe really breaks down here is it's actually more complex than just um, this or that. Um, which is what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. That's kind of true. I mean, you can kind of make a dichotomy out of men, but this is more of that hierarchy. We're talking about how men interact in groupings and it's not just one or the other. There's complexity and stratification to groups of men. Um, Otter Rocks, yeah, good morning. Stay out of your head. Good morning, morning. Morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Um, all is well. Yeah, those hipsters can't do a single pull-up. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Andrew J. And, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah, Jesse. Beta. <laughs> beta. Beta mouth. You are a beta. It is ma'am. It is ma'am. Come on over there. Yeah, shout out to everyone. We're going to get into this. I'll get in your Keep sending the comments and the questions, but we're going to get into this because I'm going to start running late here soon. Um,. But yeah, this is the gamma. Again, go rewatch my stream. We, we, we covered the, the, the whole premise of the social sexual hierarchy so far, what the alpha is so far, and now we're going to talk about the gamma. And we're not going to get too into the sigma male or the omega male or the delta male. 
but we're just going to focus on the alpha and the gamma. So yeah. Welcome to Vox's Day. Today we're going to delve deeper into the socio-sexual hierarchy. Last time we talked about alphas. Now we're going to talk about the lower end of the hierarchy, specifically the rank known as the gamma. Just a quick refresher, the social-sexual hierarchy has five primary ranks, alpha, beta, delta, gamma, and omega. The gamma is possibly the most interesting social-sexual rank and behavioral pattern in the entire hierarchy. This is because gammas are among the people with the most undeveloped potential in the social-sexual hierarchy. Let's talk about what the characteristics of a gamma are. We know that they tend to be low status, but they're not complete social outcasts. They tend to be unattractive to women. They tend to be more intelligent than the norm. They tend to be overweight. They also tend to be subject matter experts. If you think about the average individual who is overly obsessive uh, with regards to a particular hobby, that is almost certainly going to be a gamma. You may recall the movie from the 1980s called The Revenge of the Nerds. That movie is a gamma wish fulfillment movie that describes what life looks like from the gamma perspective. In fact, you see a lot of this in Hollywood you see a lot of this in science fiction. These are some of the best places to get a unrestrained glimpse into the gamma psychology because it's where people are, where people who are gammas are communicating their view of the world without trying to conceal it from you. Because one of the biggest characteristics of the gamma and probably the most important one, the most definitive one, is their habitual dishonesty. Gammas tend to be very, very dishonest, both with themselves and others. Remember, this isn't primarily about rank. This isn't primarily about status, even though that is what people tend to focus on. What it's primarily about is the behavioral pattern, and there's no group that it is more important to be able to understand, identify, and anticipate than the gamma. If you've ever been on a internet site where there are comments, whether it's YouTube, a blog, whatever, you can almost identify the gammas simply by the number of words they use in a post. Because if you see a long post, you're going to see a lot of the very behavior that I'm describing. You see the posturing, you see the assumptions of superiority. You will see the assumption of an ability to not only judge the other person, but even discern their motivations and if necessary, read their minds. And the one thing that you will always see is the need to declare victory no matter what happens. It's very, very difficult and very painful, I think, for the gamma. If I had one thing, just one thing, that I could convince every gamma in the world 
it's this. You're not fooling anyone. Even when you think you're fooling yourself, even when you are fooling yourself, you're not actually fooling us. The, the, what I'm talking about here is the protective bubble of delusion that gammas erect over time around themselves to protect their feelings. Because what you're dealing with here is people who have had to deal with a long and painful process of one rejection after another after another. If there's one thing that summarizes the gamma attitude more than any other, it's that I could have been successful had I wanted to. Because the gamma is always conflict avoidant and is also failure avoidant. The problem, of course, is you cannot live and avoid failure. Everybody fails sooner or later. Most of us fail on a regular basis. Doesn't matter whether it's a, an online argument or uh, asking a girl out for a date or applying to a university, going to a job interview. You can't live without doing those things. But the pain of dealing with repeated failure is one reason why gammas so often retreat to their delusion bubble where they can declare themselves victors all the time. Gammas also tend to be highly, highly romantic. They're really into the big gesture. They're convinced that how much you like a woman matters with regards to whether she should be, she should be attracted to you or not. And that's why you'll often hear gammas talk about girls that they like who are interested in other guys as if the other guys are somehow uh, ensorceling her. They're somehow tricking her, misleading her, deceiving her. And if only she knew how much he liked her, then she'd be interested. But it's not how a man treats a woman that determines how attractive he is to her. And that's one thing that the gammas tend to struggle with tremendously. Whenever you have a very attractive woman who for no apparent reason and without any warning and without any indication of interest in the male protagonist, inexplicably begins a sexual relationship with him, which of course takes him completely by surprise. And from that moment on, the couple is together forever. That is the gamma ideal because Gammas are fundamentally passive. They're passive-aggressive, they're conflict-avoidant, and they don't believe in pursuing women. In fact, they have an almost complete lack of understanding of women, which is kind of surprising because a lot of their behavioral patterns and thought patterns tend to be somewhat feminine in nature. In fact, there are some who actually describe the gamma as a female mind in a male body. So it's a little bit strange that they seem to be so inept when it comes to understanding and anticipating women. But women tend to be a, a vast mystery to the gamma. They don't know how to behave around women, especially not women that they're attracted to. And, and when they do finally summon up the courage to pursue them, they usually do so in a, such an over-to-the-top, inept way that it doesn't work very well. I should probably mention that women have gamma radar 
like you would not believe. If you're not sure about whether someone's a gamma or not, just ask a moderately attractive girl who knows them because women react negatively to gammas as if they're radioactive. A number of women have told me that they actually feel the urge to physically punch gammas in the face, just instinctively. So what are the practical aspects? From a male point of view, the first thing that you need to understand about the gammas is that they are almost always disruptive to your organization. And, and we have a, a lot of projects that we do, whether it's Vox Aversity stuff, whether it's Castelli House stuff, whether it's Arcaven stuff. We probably have 30 to 35 volunteers in various capacities with various responsibilities. You know, one thing that I had to learn to do is to stop accepting people who were volunteering to help. And the reason was, the more enthusiastic someone was about contacting me and wanting to help, I eventually discovered the more likely it was that they were a gamma. What would happen is that they would usually want more authority and responsibility than was at all reasonable for a volunteer. They wanted to be able to tell other people what to do, even though there was, there was no rational reason for it. They would tell me what to do. Now, why would you ever want to permit someone like that to get any foothold in your organization? No matter what the organization is, they're going to disrupt it. And if they're given a free hand, they're very likely going to destroy it. Now the problem is, is that gammas are genuinely smarter than the norm. They may not be quite as intelligent as they think they are, but they do tend to be smart and they do tend to be subject matter experts. When you're looking for a subject matter expert and you find somebody who has the information you need, don't be shocked when it turns out that the individual is a gamma. That's what they do. Um, and so that's why it's so important to understand these tendencies because that way you're much less likely to give, them the, to give in to the temptation to actually bring the person on the team. You're usually going to be best able to operate with a gamma if they're in the position of like a, a contract employee or something. And so that they're, they're more likely to be comfortable with that. Now, I understand that if, if you're somebody who feels that some of this applies to you, that you're, you might be angry. It might upset you to hear this, but I don't know what else to tell you. This is true, this is reality. If you don't understand that this is why people don't like you, this is why people don't believe you, and that people really do see through your pretensions and your posturings, then you're just gonna be stuck in that reality for the rest of your life. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, there was a guy who used to be a pretty strong gamma and he managed to work his way out of that and transform himself and become a legitimate bona fide delta. He's much happier now. And he's even written a four-part series on how to do it. The key thing the first advice he had for the Gamma is stop lying. Stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to others. Be brutally and relentlessly honest. The Gamma mentality is fundamentally 
based on deception and on delusion. And so the more that you tell yourself the truth, the more that you force yourself to confront the truth, and the more that you admit the truth to others, the easier it is going to be to pull yourself out of that armor of delusion that you've assembled around yourself. This is Voxversity. I'm Vox Day. Please clap. Oh no! Please clap. <laughs> you should have clapped. Yeah. Emotional, angry, afraid men must always be avoided. Always, if you can, avoid them. Ladies, men, avoid them. They will only bring you down with them, down to their loyal state. Low, lowered state. They will destroy you. They will destroy you. Even if they aren't seeking to like deliberately destroy you, they can't stand to not be in charge, not in control, not the special boy with the spotlight on them. Um, they want the attention and the appreciation without actually doing the hard work necessary to earn it. It's kind of as simple as it is. They want the shortcuts and the cheat codes to win the game. And when they inevitably fail and fall short, <laughs> they lash out and try to take out their anger on those around them, either with public displays <laughs> or just through backdoor secret schemes, little schemers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, JLP is the best. They want, you, they want to be the alpha. They want to be the alpha without doing the work and taking the risks necessary to be one. They want to win the game without any form of practicing for it. They want the victory without doing the work. If this is you, like you said, if this is you or someone you know or care about and you want to overcome this and rise out of this victimhood state, you can, you can. Whatever has been lost can be found. The boys who never grew up still have time to do so. Even you, boomers, <laughs> there's still time to grow up. The males who have not become men still can. What Beta Troll Destroyer was saying earlier. <laughs> yeah, Those males who have not become men still can. Just overcome the emotions. Rise up out of it. And like you said, start with not lying. And we'll get into more of my advice later. Um, take it to heart if you're one of these people. Admit to your failures. Own them. Humble yourself. Become honest and genuine. Stop seeking approval and attention and seek to just become a useful, meaningful, hardworking, necessary member of the community. Rise out of your state of complaining and enter into a state of earning. <laughs> even you, boomers. Even you, boomers. <laughs> yeah. And what Beta was saying, leave the emotions behind you and enter into a life of logic, of reason, and live in Logos. You are governed by your current pathos nature. Again, if this applies to you, if the gamma applies to you. Your suffering, your emotion, your feelings, those are all fleeting, temporary, and lead to a life of chaos and self-destruction. This rise in gamma behavior in males, mixed with the females who are designed for and naturally guided by a pathos spirit, are leading us into a feminine culture and a society dominated by emotions instead of 
emotions and feelings instead of logic and order and <laughs> reason structure it's all about feelings those awake and aware can see the consequences of this all the breakdown of logic and order and the rise of you know cancel coach culture quote-unquote cancel culture and you know how dare yous and safe spaces it's all the breakdown of logic and order and reason and it's you know the takeover of the pathos spirit the feminine energy the emotion the feelings taking over um the society when males return to being men when we seek to overcome the feminine energy and spirit we have been raised with and return to masculinity we will guide society back to the order and reason it needs to survive and to thrive a real man is not afraid of women a real man is not afraid of women he doesn't pander to women or seek their approval only males not men only males who have yet to become men are afraid of women or angry at women or unable to handle women's emotions illogical irrational and pathos nature when these males go to their mothers like beta troll was saying earlier and like jesse lee peterson preaches which is so true when these males go to their mothers and the other females who have raised them and forgive them with both their words and their heart they will start to become real men any male with anger or fear acts like a female he is controlled by his urges by his emotions by his thoughts and real men are not emotional <laughs> they are logical reasonable order ordered and live in their natural state of logos yeah how dare you <laughs> how dare you i took back your how dare you sticker earlier <laughs> yeah yeah beta <laughs> yeah loving the stickers you guys are posting in the chat <laughs> that's amazing isn't that just amazing <laughs> the gamma males as individuals and us as a whole as a society whole must truly return to God and his right ways. Repent of past transgressions and errors. Forgive those around them for their failures and for their mistakes. And just get on with seeking the truth and love that only can be found with, you know, that will eventually be found and can only be found by seeking to follow Christ, by seeking Jesus. When we return to our Father and seek the salvation and the wisdom of his Son, we begin to naturally walk into righteousness like a naturally occurring thing with faith works will follow <laughs> you don't have to stress and worry about works um, because they naturally will follow your salvation will follow well i guess i shouldn't say salvation but your overcoming of your gamma state will naturally follow with faith in christ and you will become the man that you were created to be you were created to be a righteously masculine man and if you are not, if you are a gamma, if you are an omega, if you are low on that sexual hierarchy, social sexual hierarchy, then you can elevate. You can and you will by seeking God in his right ways. And we will reclaim our souls and rebuild our broken society when we humbly, obediently, genuinely, and honestly just seek God. When we choose to leave our past behind and be born again 
in the creator's spirit and live out a new life and the truth and love afforded to us by the amazing sacrifice of Jesus. Simply put, <laughs> all that simply put, when we return to God and return to righteousness, we will become masculine by default. And all the gammas out there can and will overcome their self-destruction when they do so. But it must start with a seeking heart, a humble soul, and a life of sacrifice and honesty, hardworking, hard work, I guess, <laughs> and just general faith in the one who made you to be a man, a man that you have not yet become. So shout out again to Vox Day and everything he does. Be sure to subscribe to unauthorized.tv for his content and for a bunch of other awesome content on that site. $5 a month is very reasonable for how much awesome content is on that site. And it just supports them make more stuff in the future. And voxdata.blogspot.com. Check him out. Hear what he has to say. Hear him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But back to the secular advice. Because again, next week we're going to get more into righteous masculinity and how to be a noble man of God. So back to the secular advice. Plan out each day. We're going to get into Here's my advice. As someone who once was pretty gamma <laughs> and now has risen to being pretty bravo or beta on this, on this scale um, with alpha qualities. You know, someone who has overcome his state, his lowered state of being, his uh, emotional state, his unstable state, and has become just a good, a good man seeking the right things in life even if it requires hard work <laughs> and seeking that out, seeking out hard work and <laughs> yeah, I love your, I love your uh, emojis in the chat. But yeah. Someone who has just faith, put faith, loyalty and hope at the front of his mind. Someone who doesn't get angry, doesn't get scared. Someone who seeks first God in his right ways. Someone who always fulfills his contracts and obligations someone who works hard because it's it's necessary and needed for me and for society and for my community and for my future family. Um, someone who now does that, who is on a good path now, who once was lost and taking the, the dark, dark and deadly and destructive path. Um, take it from me. This is my advice to you to help you overcome. Plan out each day. Learn from better or more experienced men. Find a purpose to fight for. Those are so crucial. Planning out your day, learning from better and more experienced men than yourself, and finding a purpose to fight for are three crucial things to do and focus on. Genuinely seek to become a better man each day. Every day you wake up, seek to become a better man each day. Control your physical urges and seek God in his right ways at all times. And just get on with becoming the righteously masculine man you were supposed, you were designed and created and made to be. And, you know, the man, the true man that the people in your life want and need you to be. Become addicted to improving yourself and bettering your life. <laughs> Become addicted to improving yourself and bettering your life. Throw up this little meme here as, as I read this because that's awesome. I got a couple awesome memes for the podcast listeners I'll be throwing up here. Um, that the visual people will see, the watchers will see, and the listeners won't. Um, 
Become addicted to improving yourself and bettering your life. And your comfort zone will kill you. Your comfort zone will kill you. Comfort is death. Being stagnant is death. Safety is death. And ease is death. Be born again. Be one who seeks the life of hard work. Push yourself into challenges. Embrace your struggles and give thanks for the hardships. For they will make you better, stronger, wiser, and just lead you away from staying the same or regressing back into a gamma. Back into weakness and back into brokenness. Back into defeat and loss. Use your losses, your defeats, your struggle and hardships to make you better. To overcome the next challenges that arise. To learn and grow and build and conquer now and always going forward. Leave this one up. Every man should be strong and masculine. Yeah, and leave your defeats behind you. Go forward into victory now. But even that victory will destroy you in time. Because victory makes good times. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. And that cycle will repeat. Your victory will defeat you. But push forward into it. Be sure to never become comfortable in your accomplishments and in your past works. Always seek to progress, to improve, to learn, and to grow. Continue down the road. Keep running the race and always improve yourself. Be addicted to improvement. Become addicted to improving your life. Travel down the path of most resistance and avoid at all costs the path of least resistance. Practice discomfort. <laughs> Practice discomfort in your life. It will make you better. Where is that? So yeah, here is my secular advice on improving your life. Steps that you should take either daily or just regularly over time to rise up out of your broken, your weak, lost, destructive state, and reclaim the manhood you may have lost or not yet found at all. Yet, being the key word there. My new favorite word is yet. <laughs> yet. Because no matter what is happening right now or happened in the past, there is always the future. Um, what I was saying earlier about the politics stuff and living in Babylon, it's like, yeah, Babylon sucks. Yeah, politics sucks. You know, like, yeah, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. But, <laughs> is it in the future? What are you going to do to make it not suck in the future? Yeah, you're lost. Yeah, you're weak. Yeah, you're a gamma. But what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to complain about it? Are you just going to sit there and live in that and accept that? Or are you going to go forward into the future and overcome your problems? And rise up and over and, and become a better person and evolve into the person that you were made and designed to be. Head forward into your destiny. 
to being a legend and a crusher in the community for your family, for your community, for your society as a whole. Are you going to rise up? Yet is a key word. Yet. You may be lost. You may have been lost. Or not yet found. But find yourself. Be found. Yet is the key word there. So number one, my secular advice. Where do we have? Eight points? Eight kind of things. Eight kind of points here that I do, but I make sure I'm doing either every day or most days and at least every week. Um, but just in general, eight things I really focus on my on doing in my life that has made me such a better man. And I advice, I, it's my advice for you as well, all the men out there. Daily phys- physical exercise is a must. As this meme says, the hard times are coming. Lift, read, fight, man up. That's what we're talking about. Lift. Daily physical exercise is a must. And uh, yeah, back to this other meme. Every man should be strong and masculine. Every man should be strong and masculine. Work out, lift weights, or just go for walks. You know, at least do the minimum. Do something active and physical every day. Make sure you are sweating a little bit at some point in your day. If it's at work, after work, even if it's just a, a walk, exercise is a must. I highly recommend lifting weights for so many reasons. Um, physical, you know, and not, not just for appearance, but just for your physical fitness and spiritually too. There's something spiritual about it. And those who lift weights know. <laughs> those who lift weights who are men of God know what I'm talking about. It's something you can't really easily explain, but... There's like a spiritual aspect to lifting weights, to exerting yourself beyond your physical capacity. Number two is sunshine and being in nature. It's a must daily. Like Obviously, the sun's not out every day, but you must be outside in nature, getting as much sunshine as possible every day. We are made to be outside in nature, receiving energy from our glorious sun, Make sure that you're spending at least an hour or two outside every day and be sure to get a good amount of time in the sun every week. If it's cloudy or if it's rainy, whatever, like still be outside getting actual fresh air, seeing and being in, you know, plants and vegetation and trees in the water, you know, in the air, not in your cubicle, not in your apartment, in your box, in your, you know, with your walls and your artificial lighting. Get outside of that, get into nature, get in the sun as much as possible, and try to do it every day. Number three is constantly be seeking to build loyalty and develop character. It's just so crucial to be honest, truthful, fulfilling your contracts and your oaths, and paying off your debts. They're just a must. Work on it all, step by step, every day. Work on not lying to yourself and to others, building your character as a human being for yourself and for others, building loyalty within your family, within your community and all your relationships and paying off your debts. Work on it every day. Number four, working. (laughs) Just working. Be building stuff and growing food. It's a daily must. Be building, be growing. Improve on your physical surroundings. 
invest in your business or your career every day. Even if you're not farming and physically growing your food, be working on acquiring the resources needed to get food. Um, and just invest and being be mindful about investing in your business and in your career and in your shelter, in your in your wealth, in, into your children, into your future, invest in what in, in your work and make sure you're working. Make sure you are working and doing something valuable for your community. Number five, learning is so crucial. Every day, reading, conversing about interesting and meaningful topics, it's just a must. I recommend you read your Bible every day. <laughs> Again, this is secular advice time, but I do recommend just reading the Bible, you know, at least one to five chapters each morning or each night. Um, but if not, if you're still putting that off, at least read something that has valuable, tangible, practical, purposeful knowledge and just general wisdom to it. Every day or every night, just be learning something useful. Um, a good thing is just books, audiobooks or podcasts that have actual knowledge and wisdom and encouragement for you as you work out. Um, so you can kind of double up that time. The big excuse for all these things is going to be your time. <laughs> but it's, there's no excuses are of the devil. <laughs> excuses are, are fake and phony. Um, so learn, learn to navigate your time by doubling up. Be learning while you lift. Be learning while you're in nature, you know. Be lifting while you walk in nature and listening to an audiobook that has actual knowledge and wisdom in it. Like double up your time so that you're not making excuses to not do this stuff. Number six, big, crucial, crucial thing. Surround yourself with moral, righteous people. Just good men, experienced men, hardworking men. Having hardworking and skilled folks in your life is a must. Be around greatness to become great yourself. Be around great men. A little meme here says, you know, pack of lions. Well, pack of lions, roam in the wilderness. Surround yourself with those on the same mission as you. If you're on a mission to make yourself better, surround yourself with people who are on a mission to make themselves better. Don't surround yourself with people holding you down. That's why it's crucial to understand the social sexual hierarchy so that you can know who you are, what you are, what your qualities are, but also like so that you can evaluate those around you. If you're just around a bunch of gammas and omegas, just a bunch of degenerates and drunkards and addicts, um, you're going to become one too. <laughs> it's inevitable that you're going to become one too. You have to surround yourself with people who are better than you or seeking to be better alongside you so that you all can elevate each other up. Um, so again, number six, surround yourself with moral and righteous people, hardworking and skilled folks. It's so crucial. Number seven, I mean, all these things are crucial. I don't know. <laughs> all these things are really important. This isn't a ranking in order, by the way. This is just eight things I thought of. Um, I don't know about the actual importance order of it. But number seven on the list is restrain yourself. Limit yourself. Self-disciplining is a must every day. If you are addicted to substances or drugs, dependent on them to get through your day, limit your consumption or cut it out entirely. Your grandparents and their grandparents didn't have all this junk food, all this soda, 
all the porn and pot smoking and all the just sexual app- appetites and all the drunkenness, the you know computer games, the screen stuff, the entertainment, you know, just all these distractions in their life. It's not needed. It's not necessary. And we need to be cutting it out so that we can worry about actually becoming better people and not just time wasters. Learn to restrain your urges, your physical urges, regain control over all of it, your flesh urges, and just fight off the pain caused by all these unnatural, unrighteous things and all these false idols that we have just become comfortable to or attached to. And dipping back into the Christianity part, (laughs) sorry, I keep saying this is going to be secular only, but it's hard not to when you're just talking about what's true, what's good, true, and beautiful. But as Christians, this is why fasting is so important. You know, first and foremost with food appetite curbing, but also, you know, bleeding out and just the other forms of flesh urges that we tend to become dependent on in our lives. Um, The concept of fasting or just removing the idols and returning to our natural state of being, our God-given bodies, our God-given needs, and not our artificial, physical, thoughtful wants and desires and cravings. And just, you know, learning to live with what is needed and not what is wanted or craved for. It's uh, very crucial. So, again, restrain yourself. Restrain yourself. Your comfort zone will kill you. And practice discomfort. Number eight, last point. um, Get enough sleep every night. Get enough sleep every night and do not sleep in. Do not, let, do not let the snooze button even be an option in your life. Plan accordingly, get to bed on time or even early, and do not sleep in. Unless you have some sort of weird work schedule, wake up early every day and work on something. Wake up early, earlier than you need to, and work on something. I highly recommend early morning workouts and prayer. <laughs> Reading your Bible early in the morning, praying early in the morning, working out every morning, before you start getting ready for work. Um, I wake up at five every morning now, (laughs) every single morning. Um, I have actually the last week I've switched it to be 5.30 every morning um, because my work schedule has bumped back about 30 minutes or an hour. Um, I'm giving myself an extra half hour of sleep every morning, but I'm still waking up every morning, 5.30, very early to make sure I'm getting on the treadmill Um, that I'm going to the gym and lifting weights or that I'm just walking around. Um, I go to my gym and get on the rowing machine. (laughs) So I'm on my rowing machine a bunch at my gym. And if I can't make it there, then I walk around my parking lot or the little mini stupid gym that only has a treadmill in it at my uh, apartment complex. But if, you know, if I don't make it out to the gym, I make sure at least, at very least, that I'm reading the Bible or reading other interesting books you know, just doing something active, something productive in the morning before getting ready for work. And it has made me just so much more disciplined, better prepared for the day, you know, eager and excited to get to work every day, following whatever you're doing, following your improvement steps you're taking early. It makes getting ready for work and going to work so much easier. And you even get like, e- like eager to go or excited to go. Last year, my last year um, here, I worked the second shift, so like the night shift, 
and my schedule was all out of whack. I would go to the gym after my work shift at 10 p.m. at night, and it just caused me to, to stay up late and get into a habit of staying up late. I would stay up to like 2 a.m. or, you know, even if I wanted to get to bed earlier, like if I had to wake up early for some reason, I still would just sleep out, sleep in till like, I still would just be up until about like 2 a.m. midnight at the at the earliest. Um, especially after going to the gym with the blood flowing, like it just was so impossible to go to bed early. And I would sleep in every day till like 10 or 11, you know, trying to get seven, eight hours of sleep after like going to bed at 2 a.m. Um, and just waking up at 10 or 11 a.m. is just so unhealthy. Um, just so obviously unhealthy. And switching jobs and adjusting my work schedule to be more stable and regular just provided me with so much more energy, more happiness and appreciation for each day. And I definitely just get more accomplished. I get more accomplished every day as well. Um, so I recommend that, definitely. Just to repeat it, just to summarize and repeat it, and then we'll kind of wrap things up here. Um, talk about one, one more quick thing at the end, but yeah, just to repeat and reinstate my little eight point advice. Um, yeah, remember this is war, and this is Sparta. <laughs> Love the sweat. Love sweat. Make sure you're sweating every day. Just to repeat and restate this all, get your sleep schedule in order. It's important. Wake up early, get to work on something, even before work. Restrain yourself and discipline yourself. Get your addictions and your urges in check. Surround yourself with legends and great people to help you become one yourself. Learn something meaningful every day. Read or listen to wise and useful books or podcasts. Work on something, build and grow stuff. Be honest, truthful, genuine, fulfill your oaths and your contracts and pay off your debts. Get out into nature. Be sure you're making it out into nature and to get sunlight regularly. And be sure to get daily exercise. Go lift weights a few times every week and get outside for walks or runs every day. Um, make sure you're sweating every day. Get on with improving your life. Become addicted to improving your life. Get on with overcoming your emotions and your moods. Get on with getting physically healthy. Get strong, get in shape. Get on with providing for and protecting yourself and your loved ones. Get on with learning useful skills and knowledge. And get on with becoming the man that you were always created to be. And leave the little boy, that little male, that undeveloped male, that gamma male behind you. And go forward into your destiny as a righteously masculine man, a noble man of God, the man you were created to be. Go forward into that destiny. So, that being said, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Your comments. Um, Start out the hard work this week, says Set of Acanthus. Took all the redwood rounds for my neighbor's tree removal. Now working as a tree guy for Arborist. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's my next job is going to be that. Chippers and chainsaws, just in time for White Boy Summer. <laughs> yeah. White Boy Summer's. Chippers and chainsaws are a must. Heavy machinery and outdoor labor is a must for white boy summer. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to do tree, tree work and tree removal just to learn how to use chainsaws, learn about trees and cutting them down and when to cut them down, when not to, <laughs> what types of trees there are, how they grow, the conditions they grow in, just all the science and logic and understanding about trees and nature and what's required to take them down or trim them up or help them grow better. Um, just everything involved with arborism is, I think, my next job I'm going to try to do next year. And then after that, I'm going to try to learn, get a job how, learning how to mill wood. <laughs> how to, after the tree's cut down, how do you mill it down? And then long term after that, so then two or three years from now, I'm going to move into um, being a carpenter. It's going to be kind of my long term profession. So I'm building walls now, building retaining walls now. It's going to be tough leaving this job because, like I said earlier, my boss is like just a genuine true alpha. My coworkers are awesome. I'm learning so much, but it's not a career I'm going to be in. <laughs> it's not my, my passion or the career I'm going to be in. And I need to get on with learning how nature works, how plants and trees work, when to cut them down, when not to, where to grow them, where to plant them, how to, you know, just all everything about everything that involves trees and bushes and grass and you know how to build fences how to use uh chainsaws and just all the machinery involved with maintaining and manipulating nature um so i'm going to need to get some jobs doing that being like an arborist or a you know tree worker and then um, work at a mill be a miller for i don't know if, that, if that's what it's called but milling wood and then eventually get on with being a carpenter so that I have all that knowledge and experience doing all that stuff beforehand. Um, and then have that help in my long-term career path of being a carpenter and also just having those useful skills um, to homestead and have a farm farmstead. It's my new phrase I like to use, farmstead or homestead in my personal life. And doing it well. That is the exact reason why I took the offer to work with the arborist can do anywhere skills brought yeah yeah and it pays well and you can move anywhere because everywhere needs trees cut down <laughs> unless you're like in like the desert of the west coast um you're not really going to need arborists there very much but um yeah pretty much anywhere in like the midwest or in the east or north you're going to need uh arborists good job to have good job security in that um, same with milling wood, just having wood and being a carpenter as well. So those are good good jobs if you're also looking for a career path. But I just feel like woodworking and building stuff is kind of my future. It's what I'm naturally inclined to. It's what my father did. It's what my great-grandfather did. Um, I feel like it's in my DNA. It's in my blood. Every time I build something, like the wall, like my thing here, every time I just build something, even if it's dumb and stupid, like just slabs of, of uh, <laughs> pallet wood uh, screwed together and hung on a wall, um, it's kind of stupid, but just doing that, doing a project like that, like I just feel so natural. I feel like I was made, like literally made to do this. So yeah, my long-term career path is definitely going to be woodworking and building. Just got to get the skills first, you know? And step one is, is that, planning it out, starting to get the knowledge, starting to get, you know, starting to put yourself in the trajectory towards the final destination of being a builder, being a carpenter, being a woodworker. So yeah, Arborist is an awesome job. Good to hear that you got that, man. That's awesome, said. I'm getting hooked up with a bear in real life out here in California that started a small farm like I have. Hopefully there is a synergy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. I mean, you're a big step forward with being a bear. You know he's going to be just a good man seeking to do good things. Um, 
as a default. So even if you disagree on a bunch of stuff, I mean, you're just going to have at least by at default, you're going to have like a good, true and beautiful man seeking to do what's good, true and beautiful. So all the other disagreements could be worked out or easily overcome, you know. Guy had a tree job right before me. Same name, too. <laughs> yeah. Have a great day. Yeah, Andrew J. Have a good day yourself and a great week out there. Keep on crushing, my dude. Um, yeah. So next week, we're going to talk about how to become spiritually enlightened, a spiritually enlightened and fulfilled man. How returning to God, our Father, and our Creator will complete you as a man and truly save your life. Not just advice on how to become a good good man here and now in this physical world um how to truly get your soul in touch with your creator um we're gonna do we're gonna talk a lot about that next week so tune in next saturday for now though this week and going forward get on with working on your physical well-being and improving your social material and personal life take in what vox they had to say about the social sexual hierarchy it will help you so much It'll help you like in yourself within and also like dealing in groups of other men around you. It'll help you so much. That's going to be it. Thank you guys for tuning in, for watching or for listening. Um, if you got some out of this, tell your friends, tell your enemies <laughs> about this channel. Tell your enemies. Get them, get them, send them to me. I'll straighten them out for you. Or Tell your friends about this. Um, all my previous episodes and future episodes and this one, if you liked it. Um, I just want interesting folks here discussing and debating and talking and working stuff out. Also, my Discord, my show notes. Uh, it's a good place to kind of share some memes and interesting things or get some interesting conversations going. And I'll leave you with this last cool meme. I like this. I saw this. I thought this was, was good. This was floating around a little bit. Uh, 300 pound ancient Greek rock carved with Bibon, son of Phola. Phola could lift this over his head. A 300 pound ancient Greek rock carved with Bibon, son of Phola, could lift this above his head. What an awesome father. <laughs> what an awesome father-son relationship. And just appreciation for his son. And then, of course, this meme was made. Are you winning, Bybon? Yes, Fola. Yes, I am. As he lifts the rock above his head. That's what we should strive for. Being good, righteous men. Physically fit. Physically strong. Physically capable. But also having good relationships in our life. Being good fathers. Being good sons to our fathers. Um, we need to seek that out. I just thought this was amazing. Wanted to share it. Um, beautiful way to end the stream. SeanVPlanet.com for all my links, all my episodes, my previous episodes, the information to everything. Um, Sean V. Planet channel on BitChute, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, you know, Apple, Google Podcasts, all the podcast places. And every Saturday morning here, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, DLive, Trovo, Periscope, um, YouTube. Come join the chat. We're always rocking. We're always rolling. I love you guys. You know, feels good to be back doing this regularly with it, with you all. Um, thank you to my mods. You guys are awesome. Well, yeah, lurkers and legends, be well. Much love, everyone. Yeah, shout out to you, Post Jazz. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'll catch you live same time, same place next week. Um, 
And then Monday or Tuesday night, I'll do another episode of Good News for My Dudes. You can find that channel on YouTube, Good News for My Dudes, or find the episodes on my web website, again, SeanBPlanet.com. Until next time, make sure to focus your time and energy on the good, the true, and the beautiful. And be sure to just go out there this week, take my advice to heart, <laughs> work on it, work on yourself, and just be sure to be good, do good, love and be loved. And I love y'all. Take care. Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and BitChute. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at SeanBPlanet.com. A lot of my artwork comes from a good man and friend of mine, Timmy J. Follow him on Instagram at S-W-I-T-C-H-B-A-X. His company, Mountain Folk, is amazing. They promote artists. They create mesmerizing art. And they sell comfy clothing that helps support groups that are fighting against human trafficking. Be sure to follow at F-O-L-K-M-T-N on Instagram, as well as at M-T-N-F-O-L-K-S-H-O-P. And be sure to shop at mtn.folk.shop. This is not a paid ad. Just help good people do good things.